0: episode of Full Court Press brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Nick Smith. And joining me tonight for his inaugural appearance is fellow Hawks fan and a good buddy of mine on social media, Damian Damon. What's up, bro?
1: Hey, what's up, Nick? Thanks for having me, man.
0: Yeah, man. Glad to have you. Like, dude, when I... uh, when we converse on, uh, you know, our, our Atlanta Hawks page on Facebook, um, any time that, like, I get your, like, voice of approval or, like, uh, you know, you agree with me on something, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, like Damien agrees with me, so we're good. Like, uh, I, I respect yeah, your opinion as much as anybody's on that page, man.
1: That's funny you said that, man, because I, I feel the same way about you, man, because a lot of those people in there just... You know, I'm not – you can't call somebody less of a fan because they don't know as much. But a lot of people just – I don't know what they're looking at, man. They're just throwing stuff way out of (laughs) left field, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or, like, or just, like, some of the things that people post, like, we should do this and that and this and that. And it's just like, oh, my God, none of this is possible, man. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? Yeah, Yeah, very Uh, funny,
1: very funny.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just it, it just happens that way. But man, yeah, great to have you on. Um, also joining me tonight is uh, Luke Adams. What up, Luke? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Doing just fine, man. So like you had the you had the flu like you know a couple days ago. You've been recovering, um, but you made it on tonight. So I appreciate it. I I very much appreciate you coming on uh, despite uh, said illness. Um, because there's a lot of shit to talk about, man. Shit hit the fan a couple days ago. Um, so we got so much shit to cover. So I'm glad you made it on, man. Appreciate it. Oh, um, oh and yeah. then let's, also,
2: you, let's just say I got a magic curement out of this one to make it on the <laughs> show. You know? I just got this. To... Uh, yes. uh, you, you, you know my love of puns, and you just,
0: just went right there. Um, also joining us tonight is Jawan Carter. What up, Jawan? What's going on? Dude, what are you? What are you like? Fucking taking over Joel's position? That's the most lackadaisical <laughs> intro of your whole fucking career on this fucking podcast, dude. Come on, bring it. Yeah, you're it more yeah, than that, it, bro. It,
3: it wasn't that good. Yeah, I definitely apologize. Um, <laughs> I'm super excited to, to talk basketball. I'm, I'm glad to be back since I missed Monday. So,
0: indeed. All right. Yeah, we actually didn't even end up having a show on Monday because none of y'all motherfuckers can make it, and I thought none of y'all motherfuckers were going to make it tonight, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, I got this guest appearance guy, Damien, it's like, everybody's like, fuck it, like, we're all going to fucking make it, so, but hey, I'm happy, I'm happy uh, all four of us are here, and we're having this conversation, Um, but anyway, let's jump into the fucking topics, man, because we got a lot to discuss, I want to start it off a little um, (laughs) lighthearted because I just thought this was fucking funny, and I just wanted to, (laughs) To make mention of it. So, Anthony Davis wore a Looney Tunes shirt. Reading, that's all, folks, uh in the Pelicans' last game of the season. Um Dude, that's so fucking funny. Like, I know he's, you know, it, it's kind of lame that he came out and he was like, yeah, like, I didn't really, I wasn't in charge of that. Like, my stylist picks out my stuff. Like, you're a grown-ass man. Like, you fucking should damn well pick out what you wear um you think Russell Westbrook like you know the most fashionable person in the league you think that motherfucker like is is like deferring to his stylist on what he wears hell no like dude he definitely like picks out what he wears um and makes a statement about it like when he wears something and it's like controversial he meant to do it um so like that's that's Um, some kind of – a little bit of, like, bullshit from AD. But in general, when I saw it, I was like, dude, that's fucking funny. Not only, um, you know, obviously the implications of him wanting to get out of New Orleans, but also, like, the implications of Space Jam 2 with LeBron and the Looney Tunes aspect. Like, I don't know. I thought it was, like, expert-level trolling. And I just wish he would have stuck with it. I just wish he would have said, like, no comment or anything else other than, like, I wasn't in charge of it. Like, you know, it, it definitely lost some of its cool factor um, when, he, when he laid that out. Uh, but but uh, just kick it around real quick. Damian, what do you think about uh, Anthony Davis' choice of shirts for the final
1: game of the season uh, and his, I guess, excuse for why he wore it? Wow, that's funny because this is my my first time actually hearing uh, the excuse. I didn't know he had a disclaimer for the shirt, man. But uh, yeah, and that 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 was hilarious, man. That was that, like I I personally think it was a statement he was making, and I didn't I also didn't oh, think right. of, uh, about the Space Jam aspect that you added to it. So you there were definitely made some hidden messages inside there, man.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Like dude, like it 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 was definitely coded reference, like. Um yeah. like I mean he he definitely was trying to make a point. Um I just wish he I wish he would have stuck with it. Like don't don't back off it man. Just go like go all out on it. Um you're already where you are. They're already like they've been playing you limited minutes, you know, since the trade requests and all that. Like they're just fucking own it at this point, man. It's like, you know, there's certain people who are equipped to like be able to, you know, when when society or Um, I guess the league or whatever, like, portrays them as the villain of the media. Like, there's some people that are able to, like, embrace that. And LeBron was able to do that in my head. KD has never quite grasped how to do that in Golden State. And I just don't think Anthony Davis, I don't think he's – I think he's like KD, man. He's just not built to, like, be able to, like, embrace that. And I wish he would have just done it. Like, especially if you're going to wear the shirt. If you're going to wear the shirt, like, embrace it,
2: man. Um, But uh, but anyway, Luke, what do you think about it? I don't know, guys. I think it's just very embarrassing. It's the cherry on top of a total waste of a year of Anthony Davis. I mean, why, why do this? Why do this to your fans, first off? What did the fans ever do to you? Just because you're (laughs) mad at management and all that, why would you do that to the fans and just disrespect them like that? And I understand the whole Space Jam thing and under that, but, like, why would you wear a shirt that's called That's All, Folks, after this whole season, which you did yourself? It's not like anyone leaked this. You did this, Anthony Davis, and all that. It's It's just like, why would you do that to the fans? Like, you should have some more respect to that. And then to come out and just to even top the embarrassment, you're like, I don't dress myself. I'm a four-year-old kid. So that's what you're telling me. Is you're a four-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, so now I it, have to accept your it. four-year-old childish action for why you did this and sabotaged the whole year and all that and wasted a prime. We just lost a prime year of Anthony Davis for something that was stupid because he was killing at the beginning of the season and all that. And then he just decides, I want to change uh, who's like, um, you know, uh, what's it called? His agent. I want to change agents. Fine. Right when he does that, just starts going downhill quickly. Now want to leak this trade request and all this. And then, I, I mean, the Pelicans did the right choice of limiting his minutes. I mean, if you're going to quit on our team, we got to start thinking without you and all that. And I still don't think he's written his ship to L.A. I mean, there's a lot of other teams that can come into play to make a trade. It's just he's just he's just tarnishing his name a little bit. I mean, I love Anthony Davis. I, I mean, I've been a huge fan of them since the Kentucky days and all that. I I know he's very skillful on that, but I mean you haven't been healthy your whole career, so that's already hanging on. Then you're gonna do this. It's just like, come on man, just leave and just leave New Orleans, right? Now if you write your farewell thing, if I'm New Orleans, I'm like, fuck you dude. Like, seriously? I don't care about <laughs> your farewell. You disrespected us to our face in our final game that we would see you. So that that's my that's my whole like, I don't know. I just I just at least a bad taste in my mouth, Freddie Davis, but I, I just hope he turns it around and, and starts acting like a professional. Yeah, well, if
0: Kyrie resigns and the Celtics trade for him, I'm sure he's gonna get over it real fucking quick. So, um, oh yeah, I but, mean that's
2: why I said you know, but I mean, but he needs to grow up still. That's some growing up he's got to do. So hopefully he understands and takes a step back this summer and realizes how wasteful he wasted his. I think he's 24 years old. I mean, wasted that 25 yeah
0: okay um no i mean yeah i mean it was it was kind of a wasted season um and you know i mean i i don't necessarily think that the pelicans would have made the playoffs this year but like they do have like some good talent on that team they're just like terrible in their wings like their wing depth is fucking atrocious uh but drew holiday is arguably the most underrated player in the league like i was honestly debating putting him on one of my all nba teams because he's been that fucking good this year um and i didn't end up doing it um he 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 was like uh maybe missed it by one or two spots like there was a fourth all nba team he'd definitely be on it for me um but like he has been really fucking good and he's he is on my uh my uh first team all defense um like dude he's just such a good defender um but like yeah i mean he's had him he's had randall and like yeah they could have made something out of this season um but like ultimately we all knew where that team was going um so i don't i don't fault him too much for for wanting out but i definitely do agree with you in the fact that he's mishandled the situation um but like it, to me, this is just—I—I I, I agree with you. It's like the cherry on top of a bad situation. But I mean, I did kind of find it funny. Like I was like, I—I uh, I, I just wish he had owned it. Like, I—cause I agree with you. I'm like, what are you like fucking for? Like, you don't dress yourself. Like, um, like I agree with that um, aspect of it. But I mean, I—you I, know—as far as him choosing to wear it, I—I I don't know. I—I I did. I did get a kick out of it. Uh, but, Jawan, what were your thoughts?
3: Well, two things, because I'm going to completely disagree with uh, with you and Luke. Um, one, um, a lot of these guys all have stylists. Stylists come to their house. They lay out clothes for them. Um, they they have a few different clothes set out for them. They say, hey, I think you'd look good. in this, 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 or this. Um, and they choose from them. Um, I believe his stylists probably put out, like, three outfits and he thought it'd be funny to go with the that's also. Um, Also, I don't think he handled it poorly. I don't think any time a player has given you as much as Anthony Davis has given that franchise and as little as they have done to help him in that franchise, I don't think any time I tell you I I think it's time, uh, and I I didn't say this publicly to begin with because, again, remember, this only got out from, I believe, his agent's camp, and then from the Pelicans' camp. This was never AD, like, he wasn't just sitting in, in the media one day I was like, you know what, I want to be here, guys. Like, th- this is horrible. I don't want to stay here. Um, so I don't think he yeah, handled it. Yeah, like, normally. his involvement I think his,
0: only came after the fact in the after all-star the time, right. break.
3: I think if you want to say he made a mistake, I think his mistake was in the management he chose. Um, I, I think that might have been his mistake, but he didn't he didn't handle this poorly at all. Um, and we have to remember, this is the same Anthony Davis that um, even though he expressed he wanted to leave, was still a perfect uh, player um, after after this, this whole conversation. Remember, this is a Pelicans team that punished him by only putting him in for inbound pass. Um, and he still handled it. Took it on the chin, said nothing, said nothing negative about his coach, about the organization, nothing. Sure. He even got booed. It said nothing negative about the fans, about the, the, the culture, none of that. This is a very, very good young man. I have no issues with him wanting to leave. And I even heard a rumor today on the jump that he was thinking of telling the team in the off season that he wanted to be traded, but said he owed the organization at least to see if they could do something um, during the season by, all, uh, by around the yeah, all-star break.
0: I think that's maybe revisionist history, but... Sure.
3: I mean, it, it absolutely Maybe not. could be, but it's it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. The Pelicans haven't been like a great team that just started struggling. Like the team's never really been able will to go say, anywhere.
0: Let me let me say this, Juan. You 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 are in charge of your agent. Your agent is not in charge of you. So the fact I that agree. his agent, Rich Paul, decided to leak it to ESPN Monday morning, um, like. That I mean, he had to okay that. So, like, I I would push back on that a little bit and saying like, you gotta put some blame on it uh, uh, at his feet, you know.
3: Well, I did. I said I think the biggest mistake he made was his choice of management. I do not think it was yeah, smart yeah, to go well, with who he decided
0: well, to go with. Right, but but what I'm saying, I, and I get that, but what I'm saying is like. Even with his choice of management, he could have been like, no, I don't want to do that, and his agent would not have done that. So it still comes down Didn't to Didn't want him. to
3: do what? Didn't want to do
0: what? Didn't want to leak it to the media. Didn't want to leak that I mean, he wanted to be traded to the media. Like, if you had just gone to the front office and said, hey, I want to be traded, which I'm sure he did before it was leaked, um, as we, right. you know, I, you know, we've discussed this before. But, like, you know, nevertheless, like, it was still ultimately his decision to give the thumbs up to so it being leaked See, to the media, you know?
3: I don't ever think that if you go to your team and you say, listen, I don't want to make things public, but I do want to be traded. And the team seems like they have no interest in trading you, which the Pelicans had absolutely none, um, at least not this season. Maybe in the off season they'll they'll definitely get it done, but they had no interest this season. And rushing to to ship out there at their franchise yeah. So to me, I always feel if the organization doesn't take you serious enough, you know what sometimes forces them into making um, stupid decisions like like, uh, what the Cavs went through is by putting it into the media. The media sometimes uh, will get things done that a sit-down could never do. So to me, I have no problem with you okaying uh, your agent to go to the media if You've spoken to them behind doors, and they've shown you. I have no interest in trading you. Then, by all means, it's fair game. It is fair
0: game. I get where you're coming from. So, so you think? So essentially, you think if he had picked maybe better representation, that leaking to the media could have been handled more properly, is what you're saying? I
3: think his representation, since his representation, uh, you know, represents LeBron. I think he now feels as though. He also is king of the NBA. So he could do things like force people's hands and force situations. And I think if AD had a different agent, the agent might have gone about it a, a little differently. Like he would have said, like, you should probably just calm down, let the season go, make it known that you want to be traded. So then the off season comes, boom, we make it happen, you're out of here, man. Um, I think a smarter agent would have probably done that. Um, the Rich Paul and those guys, they, they handle things a lot differently. But they've created a culture with LeBron that it's like it's them versus the NBA. It's not them and the NBA like most yeah. other agents would like it to be. It's them versus sure. the NBA. So I think he got that mindset and was like, well, I could do this with LeBron, so I'd do it with AD. Like, why not? Um, but the, the last thing I wanted to say as far as the shirt, I kind of find it funny since LeBron's doing Space Jam. And no other major player wants to be in the movie with them. I kind of find it <laughs> right. funny that AD has mentioned how much he likes Looney Tunes and stuff like that. That that that's very
0: funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw something somewhere recently that that like Giannis basically was like, "No, I'm not interested." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Giannis which... is like
3: it's too Hollywood for me. I I don't do. Hollywood. Yeah,
0: no. Nah. He's like, dude, I live in Milwaukee. I ain't about that life, um, <laughs> which is is fucking great. And I and you know what? I I fucking love Giannis. I think everybody loves Giannis. Um, but the biggest thing that that I do love about Giannis, um, and fuck man, if if that draft had just gone slightly differently, um, he'd be in Atlanta. Um, like we were literally like a pick away from getting him. It's crazy. Do um, <laughs> you think but, Coach Bud would have got him, man? Dude, I, I I've heard the rumors and it, like that it was essentially uh, if if he had fallen to that point, um, we would have drafted him like no doubt. Like yeah. if if he had fallen to, um, I think we were picking it, I want to say sixteen seventeen or seventeen and eighteen. I can't remember. Um, but he was yeah. Drafted I think he 15. went fourteen, right? 15? No, he went 15. He was, like, just yeah. outside of the lottery. Um, yeah. And we were either 16 and 17 or 17 and 18. We ended up taking uh, Schroeder and then Shane Larkin and then trading Shane Larkin to yeah. um, to Dallas, I believe. Uh, the, and, apparently, we've got a history with trading to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, That's
1: funny that you you brought that up because last year you know his little brother was in the draft last year and I I would have yeah. really took a shot on one of our second round picks getting him man but uh, they got all uh, Devonte Graham traded him and you know just traded the other pick but I was I would have took a shot on his little brother too man. Yeah, I I wasn't
0: too keen on on his brother. Um, I was more keen on Mitchell Robinson. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, that, has, we could have done that of,
0: also. You know, it' kind of proved to be right um but yeah. uh, but nevertheless um yeah, yeah. that might be more hindsight being 2020 um but yeah. I, I was i was keen on on i did think mitchell robinson deserved um uh, I, I honestly i had him like at 20 25 somewhere in that range um so for him to drop into the second round um yeah i would have definitely taken taken a waiver on him um but hey yeah. Juwan's Knicks. Uh, we're able to, to scoop him up and good on them because uh he's he's been a defensive juggernaut for you guys, Juwan, and uh definitely gonna make uh, my second uh, um, uh all NBA rookie team for sure. Um but yeah. uh guys let's let's uh let's move on. Um we've we've discussed uh Anthony Davis's T shirt quite enough. Um, <laughs> we got some uh we got some Real shit to talk about here. So Magic Johnson stepped down as president of basketball operations for the L.A. Lakers in dramatic fashion. Um, Did let anybody know before he came up to the podium and was just like, "Hey, everybody!" And I mean everybody, uh, uh, according to reports, including like his wife. Um, and of course, including, you know, Jeannie Bus, Rob Belenco, Luke Walton, LeBron James, didn't tell anybody, just like from the reports, like he woke up that morning, like was thinking about it, like prayed about it. And then ended up just like deciding like, fuck it, I don't want to do this anymore, which shouldn't be that surprising with Magic Johnson's history of like not following through with things. Um, but nevertheless, like, the the way that it happened was still a little crazy. Um, Luke, I know you are, like, geared up and ready to to discuss this, Um, so I'm going to go to you first. What are he talks on Magic Johnson stepping down as the president of basketball operations? Um, And, uh, like, in in the fashion that he did so, um, and as far as... um, where we go from here I want to wait on that we'll get to that but just specifically that um you know him stepping down uh and then we'll 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 circle back around once you know we've all had a, a chance to chime in on that aspect of it and talk about where the the Lakers go from here
2: oh no man I mean I find it just amazing like my buddy calls me up. I'm, I mean, I'm watching the Celtics game. He's like, dude, what's happening in Laker land right now? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, um, Magic just stepped down. The whole internet is kind of broken right now. Like, I can't get anything, so I go to NBA TV. And now I'm watching it, dude. It's just like what you're saying. Like, the whole interview is just, like, interesting, so did he solicit himself? That's one thing that I definitely got right there. In the middle of it, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he looks at a reporter at, from ESPN, and he's like, yo, let me get a job next year. And it's like, what? Is that a job? <laughs> yeah, definitely like, <laughs> like, in the middle of it, like, none of it made sense. This is like the most unplanned thing ever. So he's just kind of winging another it. Rant. And, um, yeah. and he's just going on these crazy rants. Uh, another crazy thing that I just found out is like one of his main points right there is that he can't tweet. He's just mad they can't tweet the players. I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Magic really mad. That he he was really to win upset about yeah.
0: that that fine with the Bucks. Like he was like that was like that was like one of his points was like that that whole Bucks fine was ridiculous. I think he he, he said that with uh, his little side interview afterwards with Rachel Nichols. Um, but yeah, like he he was like like very upset that he, he you know he couldn't tweet and he couldn't like. Trained with Ben Simmons and like all this other shit,
2: <laughs> but then just like the like what makes it even like like it's kind of like just really bad and also kind of embarrassing too is just like he keeps on referring to his sister and how much he loves her and it's just like yeah you know, if you if, if you're my brother what the fuck dude you just you just <laughs> seriously just went out there and you just kind of put me on blast and then everyone like I love what he said about Palenka, like the whole like. Uh, you know, I I didn't really get to know the guy, but you know, he seemed all right. He was like what? Like But like everything that I like kinda read into it, it's just he it was it needed to be done. Um it's like he said, uh he wanted to go back to being Magic Johnson. I mean, he just likes being at that person yeah. persona. He's not good at being uh, you know, his other persona and all that. And then like he wasn't doing the proper things, like he's not scouting well. Like I heard he did not like to go out. Mm-hmm. He's not doing like the seeing the international play and like having that. And, and then also like going to all these games and all that, like watching the NCAA tournament, like really like an all into that. He, was, and then he just, was heavily scouting the Michigan State team. <laughs> like we can say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you know that. So it's just like <laughs> he had his mind in so many different directions and all that, and it, and it needs to be done. It's just, it just it's embarrassing that he kept on being like, you know, I love my sister. And then he cried and all that. and It's just like you really lo- you would have told her first even though like I get his point, like she would have talked me out of it, but like, come on, man, just have the respect. Like I also like read too, like, cause you know how he said at one point in the interview, like, uh, I was talking to some people in the organization and I was like, I ain't going to be here next year. So I, as he's walking out there, one of the PR people is trying to grab his arm and like, do not. And he just kind of like grabbed me. He's Like I need to talk to the media and just, and then started it. So <laughs> it's just like a lot of, it's just such a magic Johnson thing to do. Um, it is. Uh, he he acted like he set them up, you know, and then like contend next year. But like honestly, like I don't see them contending. Like I don't know what you know magical land he's living in, but I don't see anything where they can do it. I mean, we'll talk about it, like in a second, but yeah, it's just yeah, I, I found it amazingly hilarious just because um, you know, my whole opinion this year on the Lakers and all that. So yeah. it just it topped. I did not see it coming right before the game. Like, dude, what? What a, what a <laughs> boss, I guess. Like, like, w- just a way to cap yeah, your like, terrible career. You're just like, I'm out, whatever.
0: Yeah, like LeBron had to hear about it from like side, like parties. Like someone like texted him about it or something. Um, and like, you know, like he, I mean, obviously he wasn't there, so he didn't hear alive. live. Um, and like, I don't, I maybe someone didn't text him about, it, but someone like mentioned it to him, and he was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I, i uh, the, 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 the press conference in general was, was really weird. Um, and like the timing of it was obviously really weird. The fact that he reportedly didn't tell Jeannie or anybody else, um, is also very strange, um, I I like I'm I'm not like going to go like conspiracy theorist on here like I'm not going to go like hot take on this um but I almost wonder like if you know cuz I mean he he had meetings with um LeBron and his um uh crew um uh his team uh and then he had uh meetings with uh uh Genie and and Palenka, um, and and never mentioned it. I wonder if maybe um, I, I feel like just maybe like what Genie had either what Genie had blind out didn't jive with what he wanted to do, or um, maybe Genie like maybe there's something going on behind the scenes to where like he was like she was like look like I, I like I'm not gonna fire you but like man I really need this this. A B and C to happen this offseason. Maybe Magic just saw the writing on the wall and was like, Dude, I I don't think I can get that done. Um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and like fucking step down, avoid any sort of controversy um with like you having to fire me or people talking about whether or not you're gonna fire me. Um so yeah. Uh but um but yeah, it's a very very interesting uh scenario that that uh took place for sure. Uh Damian, what were your thoughts on Magic Johnson stepping down uh and you know the fashion in which he did so?
1: Uh yeah, it was it was very strange, man, cuz uh when you when you think of the Lakers like outside of Jerry West, like you you think of Magic Johnson as as Mr. Lakers, right. you know. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I I would think I was thinking that was probably his, his dream job, man. So there's, like you said, there's something that that we don't know about. You know, us. You know, in the sports world, we'll never know the the whole story. But there's there's something there's something interesting there that that didn't, that wasn't working right. Cause I understand he said uh, about the I think the Ben Simmons thing. You know, it's a, some some people take that as a as, as a but I think that was really serious. I, like, I think he really wants to work with Ben. You know, I think he really since he reached I, out to you know, him. When he, I think. He yeah, because Ben he said that, like a prototype of himself. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 like it's it's hilarious when he said he can't tweet players and stuff. But I think right. I think that's what he means. I think he really means that. Like, he he didn't know yeah. what he was getting into. I think you know. He he maybe thought about it one way and then figured out it was totally something different. So, I, yeah, and then the way he did it was, was strange because, like you said, he, he is Mr. Laker, man. So And I don't know if you guys read, I was reading, I think it was Bleacher Report, like maybe five hours before the press conference, Jeannie Buss came out in the article saying that she was 100% confident in him and Palenka and the future of the team. Right. So like mm-hmm. I don't know so so I'm thinking there was a there was a conversation in there like you said maybe she told him something that he what he couldn't agree with but for her to come out like hours before the press conference and him out the blue saying that I think there's there's something that that the outside world is missing something that's happening in Lakeland that that we don't know about yeah. cuz that's very yeah, that man. was it was very strange
0: yeah, you know, I, I mean, ultimately, that's that's really what I think. I think um, some whatever conversation, whatever the last conversation was that they had, um, resulted in, in Magic just really like thinking about things and, and being like, you know what, I, I really want to do this. Um, yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to, you know, things to devolve into a situation where. You know what I want and what Jeannie wants are so different that it becomes, um, you know, a, a situation where <coughs> we're arguing and 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 <coughs> essentially not getting along, and and it, it becomes something to, to, that we can't come back from. Um, you know, we we've seen that happen with so many um, organizations. I mean, obviously, like Jerry West. Um, you know, he was with the Lakers for a long time, and like, you know, he when he when he ended up leaving, um, like, you know, he and Jeannie are not on speaking terms right now. Um, so, you know, he ends up going to the Warriors, and then now he's with the Clippers as like an advisory role. Um, you know, I I don't think Magic wanted it to get to that point. Um, I, I I still question how he chose to do it. Um but I don't think he made the wrong decision. I think he made the A, the right decision for him and B the right decision for the Lakers ultimately. Um but we'll get to that uh in a minute. Juwan, um what did you think about Magic Johnson stepping down and uh you know, the fashion in which he did it? It's
3: the same thing of the um It reminds me exactly of the Nixon-Purzinga situation. You hear that they had a conversation, then next thing you know, he's traded. So to me, it's not as shocking because the proof is in the pudding. They just told you they had a conversation. Um, Clearly, the conversation on both sides, um, you know, when when they shook hands and left the conversation, seems like Jeannie, I guess, didn't get the gist of where he was coming from. Um, or he didn't necessarily fully grasp where she was coming from. Um, but it was also being reported that Magic wasn't getting along with Palenka. Like, when he came out and was saying um, that he didn't like the the people talking behind his back and stuff like that, it sounds like it was 100% Palenka. I mean, there was a story that um, Palenka used to walk
0: into facility. I don't the think anybody facility. likes Palenka.
3: <laughs> oh, I 100% agree with you. Um, but there was a report <laughs> that Palenka would walk into the team's facility knowing Magic wasn't there and would be like, does anyone see Magic? Is Magic here? Kind of symbolizing like I'm here doing work and he's not. Um, so, I mean, um, I, I can completely, I can completely understand why Magic was just kind of like, it's not worth it. Like I mean, <laughs> you know, at least if this team had made it to like the Western Conference Finals and I left, I could say like, at least the playoffs, for this team. even the fucking
0: playoffs, man. Or the playoffs. Yeah, you're shooting way high the um, Western Conference Finals. <laughs> Jesus.
3: Well, no, I'm saying for Magic. For Magic to kind of feel like he did his job to the best of his ability, if they made it to the Western Conference Finals, you can kind of say, look, I did literally everything I could to put together a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, so you yep. can at least look back and go like, well, he at least got them to the Western Conference Finals before he left. Um, but you know, I, I completely understand why he wants to leave.
0: Hey, you um, got him a top kind of ten pick like, before he left. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I also kind right? of feel like um
0: <laughs> you would think
3: um I, I also feel <laughs> like uh Genie was very strong on Luke to where Magic was I mean we 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 also heard the report that Genie was kind of putting the ball in Magic's lap like you want to get rid of this guy you want to get rid of that guy It has to come from you I'm not telling Luke that he's fired you got to go do it. um right it was one of those things where it's like Magic is known of being that lovable nice guy. And I'm kind of pretty sure – well, let me say this. Outside of D'Angelo Russell, it seems like Magic is very uncomfortable telling other people that he does not want them there. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is the only guy, it seems, Magic a 100% comfortable saying, I don't want you. Like, I, yeah. I just don't want you here.
0: And um, then in the press conference, know, he, like, brought him up. It was so weird.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this. He didn't do it for that reason, obviously. But that could have possibly been the best thing Magic or anyone could have done for D'Angelo Russell's career um, was not only trading him, um, but also telling people that he's not a leader. He's not a leader. He's not that guy. I'm looking for someone who could be yep. that guy, uh, which is funny
0: because yep. we went out a lot, though. I'm going to talk about this that in guy. a second. <laughs> I, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Kanye this. I'm going to let you finish, but I'm going to talk about that in, in a second before we get – into the nitty-gritty of where the Lakers go. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot to say about the whole D'Angelo Russell thing. Um, But but by all means, please go ahead.
3: Yeah, no, it's just I I, I was wrapping up. It's just one of those things where it's like it's not really a shocker. Um, I could get exactly why he wanted to leave. Um, I just kind of wish he would have stayed another season to see if he could have brought anyone of, of cachet to this, this Lakers organization in free agency. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you got to do, you got to do what's best for you. It was a weird way to do it. Um, Cause it caught everyone off guard. Like a lot of people was like, Oh, someone's trying to be funny. It was like, no, no, no. Like he's talking right now saying that he's gone. Um, so it was, it was weird, but it, it needed to happen for both sides.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think it, I think it's best for the organization, I think it's best for Magic Johnson. Um but been this like weird kind of revisionist history on Magic Johnson's like um career as their GM and I say career, it's two years. Um but like I mean let's let's really break it down. First of all, there's been this like weird thing with this D'Angelo Russell trade. Like like oh he shouldn't have traded D'Angelo Russell. He's an all star this year. He's a candidate for most improved player. Like he's he's so good for the Nets. Like I think you like teed me up, Juan, with would he have been that for the Lakers had this not happened? That's a butterfly effect question um that I I think is warranted. Um but more so even even aside from that um would I rather have D'Angelo Russell going into a contract here um, and Timothy Mosgoff on my books, or would I rather have fucking Kyle Kuzma, who they drafted with a number 27 overall pick that they got back in that trade? I'd rather fucking have Kyle Kuzma. I think I can make an argument that I'd rather just have Kyle Kuzma in general. D'Angelo Russell. Like, don't get me wrong. D'Angelo Russell has had a great season. Um, but he's ball dominant. He doesn't play defense. Um, he He's, like, had a really great season in the fact that he's finally, like, mastered hitting those mid-range, like, shots. Um, essentially, those, like, Russell Westbrook shots that Westbrook used to be good at hitting. Um, you know all those pick and rolls, um, but like I, I'd still rather have Kuzma. I I you know what it reminds me of. What it reminds
3: me of, like you look at the the whole Pacers OKC situation, to where it was just like Pacers, like you're trading away Paul George, you get Oladipo. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, why you know? And now it's kind of like, no, he worked out really well for that team. So and Paul George has worked out really well for OKC. He even stayed. So to me, it's one of those
0: things was... of. I was just gonna say, but the reverse, because you know, like with with that particular situation, it was like um, that the Pacers fucked up. You know, it was like the Pacers fucked up. They they got. Um, you know they they got Oladipo and he he's not that good and they got Sabonis and he's okay but how good can he be and you already got Monster um like with with this particular situation it it it's more like everybody was on board with them trading Russell at the time whereas everybody was totally not on board with the Paul George trade at the time. And now everybody's going back and criticizing it because D'Angelo Russell made an All-Star team as a replacement player, mind you, uh, and you know is is you know ultimately going to lose out to Pascal Siakam the most improved player. Um, but I mean, he's a, he's a finalist for it at least. Um, but like, yeah, I it mean, it's kind of the reverse scenario in that in that sense. I I just think. Like, that that trade should not be revisited and looked upon as being bad. Um, that that was a good trade for the Lakers. It opened up so much cap space. They, it, what they ended up drafting with that pick was Kyle Kuzma, who is a player and asset. If you you know have to trade him down the line to get somebody who's better, like um, so it's it's just a good fucking trade. I like I don't get why people are are going back and looking at that like. You, you, you know, he fucked that up. Like, yeah, like he, he you know, he tried to say, D'Angelo Russell wasn't mature. Well, no shit. You know, he was only his second or third year in the league. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, dude, fuck you. You're, you're totally like anybody who's saying that right now is like, you rewind the tape back to two years ago when the trade happened. They were like, oh my God, this is a fucking great trade. Like, look at, look at the start that, you know, magic's getting off to like, this is great. Like, blah 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 like i i don't understand the revisionist history of it um and i will also posit this the trade that he made with the Cavs last season at the deadline also a good trade um he was able to get clarkson off their books um got the number 25 overall pick granted he ended up taking mo Wagner, um which apparently that the scouts uh wanted to take Omari Spellman um, props that they didn't, because he ended up on uh, my Hawks and Damian's Hawks. Uh, But still, the trade in and of itself was a good trade. They got off the money that they owed to uh, Clarkson. They got a first-round pick out of it. Um, They had to give up Nance for it, but like, yeah, it's not really that, you know, that big of a deal. Um, So, like, He's made a he's made a couple good decisions. He's made some really bad decisions this year. Um, the the signings that they made were terrible, um, and the Zubats trade was so fucking bad. Um, but like last season, they made some good moves. They actually like looked like they were um, like competent last year. Uh, so like I don't know. I think to paint the whole Magic Johnson era as like a clusterfuck. I think is 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 slightly um I don't know. I, I, I just think it's I think it's I I just I think it's revisionist history. I think it's people going back and saying, Well, they shouldn't have done this even though you agreed with them at the time. Um and then like not painting the full picture. Like dude, I again I would rather have Kyle Kuzma with two years left on his rookie deal than having to like Decide how much I'm going to pay D'Angelo Russell off-seasons, like I did, like and not, that that doesn't even factor in like getting off of Mozgov's contract. So like I don't know, I I I think the the whole notion that he fucked up that trade is is fucking stupid. Um, but anyway, yeah, but I, I digress. Uh, well, go I, ahead, let go ahead, and then we'll get that. into where we think the Lakers should go.
3: I think a lot of people's beef with the trade wasn't that it was bad business, what, mainly because Magic didn't say, like, he traded him because it was, like, the best thing for the organization to do. It just seemed like he traded him because he just didn't, like, he didn't believe in the kid, didn't believe in his ability, um, didn't think he was a good point guard, but he was more of a two. Um, so if he had came out and said, like, he no, is like, more you know, of a it was two. just a good business, well, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying I think people are doing revisionist history because it's like it seemed like magic just didn't think he was a good player. He is a good player. You just needed to give him the time. Um so I think that's mainly why people have a revisionist history. It's not cuz the, the
0: the trade wasn't smart. It's because it kind of well, seemed like
3: you didn't have faith in a kid who looks like
0: he's good. Well, okay. He's a defensive liability. Um and I agree. you know what for my money, I'd rather have Kuzma um and also I'd rather have yeah, just like in the spectrum of point guards, I'd rather have Lonzo Ball. He plays fucking defense. Yeah, he's not a good shooter, but like maybe he can fix that. He's still only in his going into his third year. Um like I, I still think there's a possibility that he could fix that. Um and, you know, he's a fucking really solid defender. Like Lonzo Ball is like one of the probably more underrated defenders in the league. Um, as far as just, like, uh, the way he can get around screens, um, the way he, he he can, like, maneuver his body, um, his size, his um, length. I, I would rather have Lonzo Ball, honestly, going forward than D'Angelo Russell. So, um, yeah, I I don't think he made any sort of wrong decision there. I, I can kind of see where you're coming from in, in the fact that, like, the statement that he came out and said, well, you know, we needed a leader. Um, and, you know, it obvi- was the obvious shade at, at at D. Russ as far as him not being a leader. But at the time, like, he wasn't a leader. Like, you don't fucking, like, like, just see what you want about, like, Nick Young and all, all of his bullshit. And, like, obviously, like, didn't deserve the girl. He was fucking cheating on her. Like, fuck him, all that. But, like, you don't fucking... Record that conversation in the locker room and like send that out and do all that. Like, that's, that's, it it goes against any sort of locker room code. Um, it's just, it, it ain't right. Uh, and, and that's obviously not a leader. Um, so I think what you were saying, uh, to begin that conversation, this conversation, and, and that, you know, that the fact that, you know, he, uh, couldn't possibly become a leader until he got moved is accurate. Um, So I think that plays into effect in my, I guess, thinking or decision-making in this particular scenario too. Um, But we need to move on. Luke, where do they go from here? What do you want to – not what you want to see them do, because that would probably be a whole different question or a whole different answer, Um, but what do you think – the Lakers should do from here on out?
2: I mean, it's very easy. Um, Jeannie needs to take control back of the business and just, she needs to turn things around herself. She needs to clear shop and she needs to make up a relationship that uh, they kind of tarnished a couple, you know, not too long ago. And that, that's what Jerry West, he's right across, but he he can't be the president. He's just too old and all that, but he can definitely be advisor. And then I get David Griffin, and because he's, he's, I've been a LeBron man. He knows. He actually understands what LeBron needs, and that shooters and all that. And he's like, and I and I think LeBron was always kind of mad that he left and and have and and had that too. But Plink is not working. I mean, I've, I've read a lot of things where they might that like he didn't really have a lot of people under him. Like his staff wasn't that strong. So it's just obviously just right. all this array. I'm not giving him another chance and all that. I mean, the yeah. Luke Walton thing's weird. It's very, like, awkward. I mean, I, I, you know, I like Luke Walton. I mean, two years ago at the end of the I year, I had a great year. But I think it, at this point, it's just, it's over and all that. So, yeah. you, gotta, you know, you got to find another LeBron man. So, that, that'll be interesting. I mean, I'm big on the Spurs. So I don't think he needs to be loyal to the Heat. I mean, Dwayne Wade's gone. If you're the Lakers, you have so much money, co-get you the real coach that can coach LeBron and the team. I mean, he showed it after don't get Tyron Lue. He is the worst coach ever. But um I think if you start there, <laughs> that, that's an understanding. I know like a lot of people are saying Bob Meyer from Golden State, but I don't think I mean he might leave for all that, but and, and he'd be really mm-hmm. good, but I like, you know, Jerry West is Mr. Laker, like as you guys were saying earlier. It's like you think of like him and and he's really smart, like he knows what he's doing. You look at Golden State, you look at the Clippers even though he's been a advisor this year, you just he understands, and I think Griffin too, and they can get a staff that actually cares, and they do the proper scouting and all that, and then just go after shooting like this year. Don't spend your money on something. I know everyone's gonna say go after these free agents is a big one, but I don't see anyone really going there. So then you get, like the no. the middle tier ones, the like the you know the like do you want to overpay this person? And so I think you know the smart people like. Go get you Terrence Ross. He just made 217 yes. threes off the bench. That's the most out of any person coming off the bench. Boom. That sounds like a LeBron man to me right there. I mean, That's more look, than Lou I Williams? Mean, yeah, more than Lou Williams. I mean, Lou Williams a nice. school. Yeah, Fuck go it. get that fucking guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, go get you a Lou Williams. I mean, go get <laughs> you got me a Lou. <laughs> go get you uh, Terrence Ross. Go get a Wayne Ellington. Get people that shoot threes and all that. Go, uh, like, get yeah. get you sh- get-, get shooters right now. And all that, and then you can maybe go after the big Anthony. I don't think, but uh, you know, you can maybe go after another trade. I mean, because I think some of these relationships with the young guys is kind of tarnished too, with with LeBron and all that. You don't want to waste another. Oh one yeah, with you got to move I mean, these guys. It, it's his, it's 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 his team. So now you got to move. I mean, I don't know Brandon Ingram's situation. Yeah. I hope for the best for him. But so now you're looking at Lonzo and Kuz. But maybe you hit up Washington. Your pick doesn't hit, and maybe you hit up Washington's. Like, what does it get? for like me to get Bradley Beal from y'all because we need yes. him because I think Bradley works because yeah. I really don't think the Anthony Davis things work and then you just go from there you get a center like you maybe go back and get Lopez because I think you know his, his uh, contract's just a one year or find a center like that but you can make things yep. work but don't do things drastic don't think that I gotta sign this big money and all that and just waste it and all that like do the right decisions and get the right people don't and I give think Jimmy Butler Griffin a and all that Max is what you're saying. No. Yes, all the way to <laughs> not that. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I right agree people, with they'll you. will make the right choices.
0: Yes. Um I I don't know about the Jerry West factor, but I definitely think they should fire Palinka. Um I I I dude, the, from everything I've heard, like it, even with the the breakdown of the of the pelicans discussions like one of the big problems with the whole discord between them when that was going on was um Dempse only wanted to talk to Magic and Magic was not available uh, to talk to him um and he was like well fuck I don't I don't want to talk to fucking Polinka like, I fucking hate that guy. Like, so, um, apparently, like, everybody hates Polinka around the league. Like, you don't want a GM that everybody hates and doesn't want to talk to. Um, so yeah, get the fuck, get rid of Polinka. Get him the fuck out of there. Um, like, number one, like, do that. Um, bring in a new GM. Um, and, and, you know, if you're Genie, um, and you really want to keep Luke, you know, that's fine. Um, like, but let that be known to the GM coming in. Um, or, you know, if you're open to like hiring a new coach, like, like let that be part of your pitch. Um, I'm totally with you on the David Griffin part. I think David Griffin, like, uh, you know, I think he, <clears throat> at the very least, proved himself as far as a GM in being able to, um, you know uh handle uh LeBron and Kyrie and that whole fucking situation uh particularly Kyrie like he was um very much able to talk to Kyrie um and kind of you know in, in some respects like keep him in check um and, and 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 like not make him um you know essentially uh you know, pissed off at LeBron uh, all the time um, because I mean we saw like episodes of that with them throughout their tenure in in Cleveland. Um, but you know, I mean, he was able to kind of keep them, you know, keep the uh, the the train on the tracks. And I think that's the kind of GM that you would want with the Lakers um, with LeBron. Um, and you know, especially considering you may not be able to package these young players for another, you know, all-star. I I mean, obviously that's what you would want to do. Um, But, uh, you know, if you're not able to do that, I think Griffin's the kind of guy who could um, talk to all these players and and be a better voice um, from that front office position, uh, which would be great for them. Um, And uh, obviously he's also, you know, um, very well-versed with, you know, um, you know just just regular GM stuff. Um, I, I, I think the whole Sam Pressy, Bob Myers, the, the, I mean, those are all just fucking pies in the sky. Those aren't going to happen. None of those guys are going to leave their current jobs to go join the like list. It's just not going to happen. Um, the one guy that I could think maybe would do it is Masayu Jerry. Um, but here's the problem You need to hire a GM, like, you know, before free agency. And the only reason that Masai would leave Toronto is if if Kawhi left, which, you know, that doesn't fit your timetable. Like, you need to get somebody in before that. So I I don't think he's going to leave – I mean, especially depending on... I mean, I guess it would depend on how the Raptors do. I mean, if they lose in the second round to the Sixers, like, sure, like, maybe, you know, Masai would be like, fuck it. Like, Kawhi's going to leave, I'm going to leave, like, whatever. Um, But, like, if they make it to the, you know, Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals, like, I I don't think he's going anywhere. So, yeah, I think think Griffin is probably your best bet. Um, And, you know, I think you just... To roll with that, and, you know, I, I think, you know, I've said this before, I think what you do with that cap space is you, you sign people that fit LeBron. You sign defensive players who can hit threes. You go out and you get Patrick Beverly, um, Danny Green, uh, like, like you said, Wayne Ellington, Terrence Ross, maybe Trevor Ariza, any one of those three guys. Um, you have that amount of cap space to where you could sign four guys um, you know, for essentially 10 to $12 million a year, uh, the, the way the cap works, uh, and as far as cap holds, and, and when you sign somebody, you, you get a little extra cap space because of you, you lose a cap hold. Um, and, you know, I think, um, I, you know, I think uh, Brooke Lopez would be a guy that I would definitely look at. Dwayne Denman would be another guy that I would very much look at, a, a stretch five guy who can hit corner threes and, and, you know, protect the paint a little bit. Um, You know, any any combination of any of those guys I think would be very good for them. And, you know, I wouldn't – again, I would not hesitate at giving them two, three-year deals, preferably two. um, But, like, even if it's three, like, you only got LeBron for X amount of time left. And, like, what's the benefit? Of like not signing uh, role players to multiple year deals, if that's the you know the, the the thing you need to do in order to get them is to give them that extra year or maybe extra two years. Um, like the, the the only downfall is well you can't get Anthony Davis in free agency next season. Well, like, dude, Anthony Davis, that's not a fucking guarantee. Like. Maybe he gets traded to the Celtics and loves it there. Maybe he gets traded to the Nuggets or the blazers or whatever and lo- loves it there um maybe you are able to acquire him via trade um you know, don't miss on all these like really good role player free agents that would fit great with LeBron because. You only want to sign one year deals because you want to get, you know, Anthony, you want to keep the cap space to get Anthony Davis in the offseason. You don't have that fucking time. You know, like, time is not on your side. Uh, You you need to fucking go all in right now or you need to trade LeBron, which is another thing. um, Joanna, I know you have mentioned, uh, so I'll be interested to hear your take on this. Um, What do you think the Lakers should do going forward? uh, And. You know, uh, you know who who do you think maybe fits in with the various uh, positions that may be open?
3: I'm gonna say trade LeBron, and the reason why I'm gonna go with that is
0: <laughs> you're big on that.
3: I'm huge on it, mainly because it's like I would understand if the if the core youth that the Lakers had weren't that good, didn't really have like that high of of a potential. Um, it's just one of those things. I'm not a fan of ridding your youth for a guy that now has had his first injury, and it and it wasn't like a small little injury. Like oh whatever, like he can come right back and and be good for like the next four years. I kind of feel like you're you're depending, especially in the West. Like this is the East Shore. Get rid of all your youth, go for for the next two or three years, and then you'll figure it out afterwards. To me, if you're the Lakers, what you don't want is it took you forever to get a player like LeBron since Kobe's decline, because we forget, I think, that Kobe was out of the playoffs for a bit, um, to get a player like LeBron. Again, probably on his back end, but still, to get a player like LeBron, to know that in three years you'll be right back to where you were right before you got LeBron. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself. So if you can trade LeBron and try to lure in – it doesn't have to be. Maybe trading LeBron seems more attractive to Kawhi. Um, and even if you can't get a, a huge fish like that, um, get some, you know, find some players that, that sit around that core use group. Um, you go ahead and you get a coach that can that can lead these guys, kind of, um, you know, mature them a little bit and get them to where they need to be. I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like if you're the Lakers, cool. You go out. Let's say you even can get A.D. Um, there's nothing guaranteeing you that you won't just become the Los Angeles Pelicans. Um, because I, I think what a lot of people forget is free agents aren't, aren't and haven't been lining up to come to the Lakers in a long time, like a really, really, really long time. Like notable, huge free agents have not come and signed with the Lakers. So it's not this, this thing of like, oh, we're the Lakers. Like people are just going to come sign with us. Well, no, no one has. So, to me, it's kind of just like I feel as though you put yourself in such a weird position. Um, I get the idea that you're the Lakers, you want to win now, you're all about championships, but it can't be uh, a three-year plan. Like, your, your plan for a championship should be long-term, longer than three years uh, or even two years. So, to me, it's like so you can trade LeBron, trade him, see what you can get for him, and then you just get – you bring people in that can help develop Lonzo, um, help develop uh, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, uh, Josh Hart. Um, and, and you guys just see what you can do with that, see if you can lure somebody in. Um, and you just build from the ground up. Like, you just do it the right way. And you get someone in there who can draft really good. You get someone in there who can develop the youth. But to me, I am I saw this season, and I'm kind of like, again, I don't put all of it on LeBron. I put more of it on LeBron Nick, than I did before because um, I realized, like, I had thought about it, and I was like, I thought I heard someone say, like, Magic and, and Palenka had asked LeBron, like, what kind of players do you want? And LeBron's like, I want players. Um, what did he say? Uh, playmakers. I want playmakers. playmakers. it's like, yeah. LeBron, hold on. Any championship that you have, you've got by surrounding yourself with shooters, now is when you want playmakers? Like, either either LeBron wasn't specific in what he meant by playmakers, like maybe he meant playmakers like Kyrie. And then Magic and or Palenka Le- thought, like, oh,
0: Ronda. Like, Yeah. Or LeBron just wanted to be lazy, and Magic was like, yeah, I, I get that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably were in that mindset. To me, it's like, look, and and everyone tries to to say, like, oh, Magic did a great job bringing LeBron to L.A. LeBron was going to come to L.A. if his worst enemy was, was in L.A. Um, like,
0: we've seen, him, yeah. we've seen him get over his yeah, right." And there's a point that that that's a good point. Like I did not mention that as far as you know in in Magic's pros as far as his GME, um, right? Because I I don't necessarily consider that a win. I think that was yeah. I mean I think you can you can give him that as like a uh I, I don't know like a bonus chip, um, but like not. It, it, LeBron was probably going to come to L.A. anyway for a multitude it, of reasons.
3: I'll give it to him as a pat on the back on his way out. That, that's pretty sure. much as, as much credit as I want to give oh. to him. But in closing, I'll just say Le- LeBron seems like Los Angeles was his destination, not really the Lakers. Sure, um, Like he just wants to be yeah. in L.A. Um, since he's been in L.A., I've heard like LeBron is launching – Probably, but to me, Nick, I don't think basketball was his priority. I just don't. Since he's been in L.A., Nick, no, there's been I mean, TV shows. There's been TV shows. There's been movies greenlit. He's trying to bring back um, Friday the 13th. He's working on Spaceship. Like, he's just been yeah. doing everything but giving us the one thing we know LeBron for, which is basketball. So to me, if I'm the latest, yeah. I'm looking at that and I'm going, I just paid you a crap ton of money with really no assurances that this this is what your your heart wanted which is to play basketball here um, as a Laker. and now you're stuck especially if you trade away your future to get these Bradley Beals to get these Anthony Davises
0: uh, yeah. to bring
3: in players like that and to me I just I'm, I'm sorry Nick I, I just I don't think that's the smart thing to do trade LeBron if you can someone will take LeBron d- d- don't get that twisted oh, someone Todd, will take yeah. LeBron um, so you every team LeBron. will take
0: like, LeBron. Uh, it's my just point. a question so, of listen, what you're going to get back.
3: Right. I think people have the mindset of no one's no one's going to take LeBron. Yes, they will. His numbers this Don't year. They will. His numbers this year would if like think of the worst team in the NBA. The worst team in the NBA or a team struggling for the playoffs would love to have a player that could average the numbers that he averaged. And we call that oh, yeah. a bad year for LeBron. Um, so to me, yeah. if someone will take him, What you get back might not be all that great. But if you can get that money off the books, if you can free up some space and you can try to build a future around that that core group, Hart, Lonzo, Kuzma, and Ingram, I'm telling you the future of the, the Lakers will not be as bad as it will seem in the moment. Um, because I'm telling you, you can attract a lot more without
0: LeBron than you can with. I t- tend to agree with you in the short term. Um, as far as the free agent list that is out there this season. Um, like, I think if you traded LeBron, you would actually become a prime candidate for, like, KD, Kawhi, um, those, those top-level guys. Um, and, I, you know, I do agree with you. I, I just – I don't think you can do it. Um, now, I will say this, though. Um, the fact that, like, Magic has stepped down – if if Genie fires Polinka and hires a new GM, like a new GM kind of can do whatever he wants. Like it, it doesn't look as bad as if it's the GM that signs you that trades you, as a new GM that comes in who trades you, um, and also you're not really gonna get the crazy pushback from the Lakers fans. I mean, they like Lakers fans like. They're fucking Kobe, like through and through. Like they they don't fucking care about LeBron. I mean, unless LeBron wins on the championship, they don't fucking care about him. So I don't think there's gonna be a lot of pushback from the fans either. So like, if you hire a new GM, it is a possibility. I would have said it was not a possibility um, with the existing management, but if you bring in some new management. You know, it it I would say it's a possibility. It would be really weird to see LeBron, unlike Denver, <laughs> fucking really weird. Yeah, weird enough to see him with the Lakers. <laughs> but like, you know, like, um, there there's several possibilities um, of of
2: teams. You know,
0: and honestly, it's like if you're Denver, it's like, do I want to give up like all of like you know, a bunch of shit minus Jokic. Um, to get Anthony Davis, or would, would I rather give up a little bit less? Because I honestly think at this point, LeBron would cost you a lot less than Davis uh, to get LeBron. Like, I'd probably rather just trade for LeBron um, and have LeBron and Jokic and whoever else I had left over. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think you're crazy in your assessment. I thought you were crazy when you were saying it, you know, a couple weeks ago, but now I don't think it's yeah, it. it, it It's a possibility. Uh, But, uh, Damian, um, your thoughts on, uh, you know,
1: this whole shindig here. Wow. Uh, I agree with a lot of what what all of you guys said. Uh, First of all, let's go ahead and get Palenka out of there because I'm hearing too many stories about about him rubbing people the wrong way. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about, uh, I think Kuzma came out and asked him, like, you know, am I going to be traded? And he told him he went he would only trade him for the, one of the top three players in the league. But then they told he say he told Larry Nance Jr. the same thing last year before the trade, with with the salary yeah. dump trade. So mm-hmm. it seemed like Palenka Palenka has to go. He's that's not going to work. And uh, I I agree with what, what Jawan said when he was like a lot of free agents haven't been been wanting to go out to L.A. and I'm, I was under the impression that having Magic there would kind of bring some of that luster back to to the Lakers franchise. But now maybe without Magic, they, they lose some of that. You know, maybe it's – and, you know, of course, there, there's, the rumor is that nobody wants to play with LeBron, so maybe they, they turn back into that when nobody wants to go. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. Uh, I believe uh, the Ingram thing, I think they should go ahead and uh, see what they can get for Ingram. Because it's remember since he's been in the league. Oh, next year is going to be his year. Next year is going to be his year. And you know, I haven't caught Concert year. You know, <laughs> it, it. They. I, I'm not sure if they can get like maybe last year they could have got a lot for England but they they decided to hold right. on to him. And now mm-hmm. maybe you know that maybe that loses a little value there, but. That's one thing I would entertain definitely seeing what uh what I could get for Ingram because it seemed like it just he hasn't taken that next level like that next level step like people imagined he would maybe he's just a solid player you know some people aren't everybody that's supposed to be a star doesn't turn into one so maybe he's just a right just a solid guy man you know. Uh, it's tough too because I don't know if you remember, uh, Nick. A couple times in the um, in the Hawks group, I mentioned watching the Lakers. to try possibly try to trade up with us because I'm not. Yeah. I, I no I expected. I I really expected. Even though I'm a Hawks fan, you got as, as a fan of the NBA, you got to pay attention to the Lakers. You know, everybody does. it, yeah, No matter absolutely. who your team is. So I was I expected them to do uh do some things because I I was watching the uh. Who was uh, uh, Belmont State and uh, Murray State? The John Morant uh, Championship. Yeah, uh, well, I forgot the conference. Mm-hmm. I forgot the conference. there. Uh-huh. But Magic was right in the front seat. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, was it Ohio Valley maybe? some one of those. But uh, yeah, anyway, Magic was right there in the front uh-huh. seat. Magic was right there. So I'm thinking, oh Lord, here they go. He's gonna find a way to get Morant. So you know that's how that's how <laughs> right? my mind that's how my mind started thinking.
0: And, and that's, that's how it always
1: the fucking Lakers, right? <laughs> yeah, you, they find a way, don't they? No matter how, the Lakers always yeah. find a way. Then once they got magic, I thought, oh, man, they're definitely going to find a way to get him now. So I was thinking maybe John Morant and Kobe White. So, But now it, it really depends on who the new GM is, man, because like you said, uh, LeBron is getting up there. And uh, also, like Juwan said, this is his first real major injury. You know, how does he – you know, we tried to play. You know, downplay it, but it seemed pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty serious. You know, and you know, growing, mm-hmm. growing injuries, growing injuries tend to linger, and he is getting older. So, yeah. I could, I, I, I can't really say specific players, but maybe they like a. If they could get Kyrie back, you know, make a, make a, make a shot to try to get Kyrie back, because LeBron needs somebody who could. His past last couple of years in Cleveland and out there in LA, they just really depended on him to do too much, man. Yeah. And and this Lakers team was not equipped like you guys like you guys all said they had no kind of shooters, nothing at all. And if if LeBron didn't do it, everybody else was standing around and. He's getting up there, man. He needs like he. That's what maybe playmakers when he said that maybe he needed somebody to get the ball out of his hands sometimes. You know, he doesn't. We know he can do it all, but he doesn't need to do it all at this at this point in his career. I think. Like he need he probably doesn't want to say it, but he needs a little help now. Like it's it's more evident yeah. than before. Like he really he really does need a little help, man. So. There's, there's several ways you can go. You guys mentioned a lot of players. The Terrence Ross thing sounds really nice. I like him and Kuzma. Him and Kuzma can. I think he can work with Kuzma. Uh, Bradley Beal. I'm not sure on his. You know, he plays when he wants to play. I I'm I not. I don't know about Bradley Beal. His his want to at, at, at sometimes. Maybe John Wall. See if they could. I know he has a huge contract, but. Something like they, if they decide to keep LeBron, then they they're gonna have to make some some major changes. And I agree with you, Nick. Even if they do, I, they might not even contend next year, man. Because you, you need you you don't you need almost like a complete overhaul of it. You yeah. can pick and choose who you want to stay on that team, because a lot of those guys, it, it, it just doesn't fit. It, it, it's just not a good fit, but. Or what they what they had in mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, I t- totally agree. I think ultimately what it boils down to is, is like Jawanza. What do you want to do? Do you want to compete, or do you want to like fully embrace your youth? I mean, you have to go one way or the other, because like this toe in the line of like in between is not going to work. Like you're either going to be you you basically going to be Charlotte. You're like maybe you make the playoffs, maybe you don't yeah whatever um that ain't that ain't good that ain't good for your team that ain't good for your franchise so like either you embrace it and you 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 go in for a Bradley Beal um or you know the best case scenario Anthony Davis um although I think there's an argument to be made that Bradley Beal would be a better fit with LeBron and um wouldn't cost you quite as much um maybe maybe wouldn't cost you quite as much because you know he's got 2 years left on his deal um so i mean obviously you'd be um fighting a lot so of possibly uh Kimbo Kimball Walker possibly what do you guys think about Kimball Walker i i don't dislike it i think that, i think if i if i'm going to do that though like i, I wouldn't if if, I, if i'm going to sign Kimball Walker then I'm not looking to package my other guys um, to get another star. I'm looking to trade off my young talent to get proven role-player veterans. Um, Like, for instance, uh, you know, I'd I'd look at trying to get Robert Covington off of Minnesota, Mm -hmm. Um, somebody who can play defense and hit threes. Um, Uh And, and like – to plug him into that lineup. Because, like, here's the thing. If you get Kimba and you got LeBron and you trade everybody for, say, an Anthony Davis, um, like, who do you got to go around those guys? Like, the reason that the Heat worked was, you know, because they essentially, like, all signed on, like, leaving a lot of money on the table um, to to make that big three work. The reason that Cleveland worked is because Kyrie... Um, you know, was the only big contract that they had, and LeBron went and signed there, and and then they had a lot of, like, money still to play with. If, if they sign Kimba and then trade for Anthony Davis and, and trade everybody for him, then you got three players and you got nobody to fill out that roster. Um, I don't think that's the best way for success, honestly. Um, so, like, again, I think they should just like, look at signing, you know, uh, a bunch of free agents, like, uh, like uh, a bunch of, like, solid role players um, and then trade for a superstar because that's the best way to to utilize your young assets is to compile them together to, to trade for a superstar. And it's easier to sell it that way than, say, like, uh, oh, we just traded Lonzo Ball for Robert Covington. Like, that, that doesn't play too well. Um so, and that's, I mean, honestly, I think that's kind of what it would take. I mean, I don't, I don't think Minnesota is going to be like, yeah, we'll give you Robert Covington for, you know, uh, fill in the blank. I don't, I'm not sure off the top of my head, um, but I mean, it's like he, he would be a coveted player. I think he is going to be a coveted player. And in fact, I think Covington is going to be one of the more fascinating players to watch this off season, um, like you because know, I think they need to trade him, I think his value is the highest that's going to be, um and I think a lot of teams are going to be interested i think uh, I think Houston will be very interested um if they can flip Eric Gordon in a first rounder for Covington, I totally think they do it um i think uh if if um Golden State loses KD, I think they would totally look to Lynn covington um so I think there's going to be a lot of teams interested in him in the offseason. Um, but nevertheless, you know, I think I like the notion of signing Kemba as far as how he can fit with LeBron after having seen LeBron fit with Kyrie. But, like, we still have to admit he's a poor man's Kyrie. Um, and, you know, I I don't know – if that is going to be enough to win you a championship, um, honestly, I'd rather sign those those high value role players who play defense and then trade for either Anthony Davis or Bradley Beal or fuck maybe get lucky and Damian Lillard, you know, gets ousted in the first round again and decides fuck it, I don't want to be here. Uh, I want to try to win a championship. You know, maybe that happens. But um, but yeah. I mean, it, it, it's certainly a possibility. Um, so
3: you're still on board but, uh, with with keeping ahead. LeBron?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you have to. I, I I I do. I don't. I I don't think just as a franchise. I think I I do give you some credence in moving him as far as the GM switch. But as a franchise, I don't think you can sign him and then trade him a year after you sign him. I, I, that's well, a bad fucking look. I don't think that's good I'll say this. for franchise. I'll say this. If the
3: report is true that Jeannie is only focused on the idea of getting Kawhi Leonard, like that's her big fish. Um, that's the big fish she wants. Um, it, yeah, realistic. then trading LeBron would probably make that
0: more realistic.
3: Very realistic, and to me, it, it's one of those things where it's like L.A. and New York. Everyone always talks about, man, I, I'd love to play for the Lakers. Man, I'd love to play for the Knicks, yet no one ever has. That is solely responsible to the way that they run their front office. So to me, if you can gain stability, you can get somebody up there to replace Magic that is respected amongst players, amongst players, um, that goes a long way. Like, as soon as the Knicks got David Fisdale, like, everyone immediately was like, I like their chances of getting guys like a Kyrie or, or Kevin Durant. Guys love David Fisdale. And now, you look at this season, outside of Przingis, which I don't really think was um, drama, the Knicks have had no drama this year. Like, none. Absolutely none. That's exactly what you want. I mean, they've, had, into free agency they've drama. If you're the Knicks. So, what would you
0: say,
3: Nate? Yeah. I said they've had some
0: drama. <laughs> it <laughs> like doesn't the, count the as drama. The Brazilian thing? That's fucking dramatic, yeah. man.
3: No, it's not dramatic. He wanted to go. That's fucking go. dramatic. That's yeah, not dramatic.
0: Uh, you're you're was more dramatic way oversimplifying it. No. Uh, yeah, you're full of shit. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I, I, I'm just calling it like I see it. But like nevertheless, I, I I get where you're coming from. I do think that it might be easier to sign free agents if you moved him. Um because the, the like peers of LeBron like don't want to play with him anymore. Um like they, they wanna make their own way and um wanna compete against him and all that jazz. Um but like I just I again I just, I think there's, I mean, still, if you move them, there's still no guarantee that you get those guys. Like, if if I'm Kawhi, I'd still rather go to the Clippers. <laughs> like, i can go play with Shea Gilchis alexander and Landry Schammett and Danilo Gallinari uh, and the Beach of Zubats. Thank you, uh, Lakers, on that one. Uh, and then, like, Lou Williams and Montreal lost off the bench. Like, why would? I'd rather go play with the Lakers, young core, plus whoever they trade LeBron for, um, unless I know that I'm going to get somebody else to come with me. Um, but, like, that, that, there's just a lot of what is there. I, I mean, I I think if I'm Kawhi, I'd just rather go play with the Clippers. Um, plus, like, if I'm Kawhi, um, and let's all, like, you know, think about this and put ourselves in the mindset of Kawhi, like, he doesn't want to deal with all the press and all the fucking um, like bullshit that comes along with playing with the Lakers. Like he'd much rather like he wants to be in LA. He doesn't want to necessarily have the spotlight on him. I, I just think he would fit in better with the Clippers, like the, the 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 you know team that doesn't have the spotlight on him, but he's still where he wants to be. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't think the Lakers have any shot at Kawhi. I think he'd much rather be uh, on on the little brother team um, and just make that team, like, really fucking good and not have to, you know, deal with all the bullshit. Or just stay in Toronto. Um, or, you know, maybe go to the Hawks because they're really good. Um, have really good young core, and he'd be, like, perfect fit on that team. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I've said before, that's, that's his third best option. Um, so, like, you know. Maybe maybe that would work for him. Um but uh nevertheless, um let's move on. because uh, we still got you know a couple couple more things to discuss here. Uh the Kings uh they wasted no time addressing their franchise uh, you know, post regular season in a span of one day. They extended Bloody devox to two thousand twenty three, fired Dave Yeager, and reportedly, are eyeing Luke Walton as the replacement for Dave Yeager. Um, man, that's a lot of shit that goes on with one organization in one day. Uh, I don't know if I, I, I don't necessarily hate them extending Flat I, I just, I think he's gotten more lucky than than he's made good decisions as of late. Uh, just honestly, um, I mean, I. I, don't, I think he just traded Boogie for, you know, the best possible things that he could get for him and then lucked out on Buddy Hill being good. Um, I think kind of lucked out on De'Aaron Fox being good. Um, I mean, he was the best available point guard, and they needed a point guard, so they took him. Um, but, like, dude, like, I, I don't know De'Aaron Fox. Like, he just got really good at shooting, and he wasn't really good at shooting um, before uh, they picked him up. Uh and you know, I mean all the other stuff, I, I don't know. I don't think he's really that good of a GM. I think he's just got mucky. Um them passing over Luca for Bagley is is really suspect, um, as far as if you're analyzing like a GM, uh, you know, namely because I think anybody who had like a a, a real basketball mindset um, had Luka as, like, the clear number one overall pick in that draft, um, and yet they, they ended up taking Bagley over him. Like, not even Aiden, you know, or, or even Trey, like, and, and I and I think that's almost revisionist history. I think most people had Trey, like, six, seven, eight um, at the time. Uh, there they were a few people who had him, you know, two or three. A couple people who even had him one. Um But most people had him, like, lower. Um, But, I I mean, I think, you know, to to take him over Bagley, to take Bagley over him was really kind of crazy. And then they fired Jaeger, and now they want to hire Luke Walton. Uh, That makes total sense to me as far as hiring Luke Walton. But, like, you're going to fire the guy who led your team to, like, a really good year? And, like, man – I know that the front office, like, had a lot of gripes with how he, like, implemented Bagley early on. But, like, he, he brought Bagley along at the perfect pace throughout the fucking season. Like, he shouldn't have been starting of a Bielitsa at the start of the season. Bielitsa was fucking on fire at the start of the season and should have been the starter at the beginning of the year. And then, so they bring Bagley along. And, like, they work him into the lineup slowly but surely. That's what you want out of a coach, like, you know, coaching a a, a young player. I don't get it. I don't get why you would fire Dave Yeager um, at this point in time. And, like, I, I definitely agree that, you know, hiring Luke Walton makes sense at this point. But I don't think Luke Walton is, like, a huge upgrade, if at all, from Dave Yeager in my opinion. Like, I think Dave Eager's a really fucking good coach. Um, I Um And I think, honestly, he handled the Marvin Bagley situation very well, and we've seen that kind of play out through how Bagley's played this season. He started off slow, picked up steam, started playing well, got more minutes. That's what you want to see from a player like that, Um especially with a team that doesn't own their draft pick, has no incentive to, like, not be good, uh, and and so like they're, they're basically Yeager's like fuck it. I want to try and make the playoffs. I'm going to play the best units that I can, and you know so they they do that, and then you know furthermore, Divox like totally fucks up like all of his progress with the the fucking Anderson Barnes trade, which you know at the time I thought okay yeah it kind of makes sense. It's it, you know it's fine. Um, I mean, John and, and Luke, you guys both know, I was so big on Otto Porter. <clears throat> That's the guy you need to go get because that is the perfect fit for your team. And then that didn't happen. The Bulls got him, and they made the trade for Barnes. And I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, that makes the most sense, you know, out of the people who are left and whatever. But, like, he hasn't worked. Um, and, you know, you can – I guess you can blame that on the coach. But, like, maybe he just wasn't the best fit for the team. I don't know. I I question this decision unilaterally. Um, I think I would have kept Jaeger because I think he's a fine coach. Uh, and, you know, maybe get Luke Walton. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe Luke Walton ends up being a better coach, but maybe not. And, I mean, how are you going to fire the guy who, like, has been – with you through the shit and like actually made your team relevant this year. I think it's very suspect um, at the very least. Uh, Damien, what are your thoughts on the Kings, uh, you know, essentially fucking, uh, you know, extending Divox and then
1: firing Jaeger. And, you know, now they're targeting Walton. Uh Yeah. I agree with you, man. The the way he handled the young team was like, I I wouldn't say it's almost ideal. You know, it's 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 tough to deal with a young team, but they were on the verge of the playoffs, man. So right. it's kind of it's kind of surprising, and maybe maybe like you said, it had a lot to do with the uh, with the Bagley situation, man. but it turned out to work out right. It turned out good on on both on both ends, and uh. Yeah. I also agree with you, you know, because you and I we're Hawks fans, so we we're watching those first two picks very. <laughs> we had our eye on those first two picks very, very hard, you know. So, and when yeah. they when they took Bagley, I was shocked, man. I was really shocked when they took Bagley because I, I went to the Hawks draft party, right, and there were people who mm-hmm. had uh, um, Marvin Bagley faces on and stuff, cause like. It seemed like everybody that <laughs> everybody knew that so uh, was going to happen. Bagley was yeah, going to be dude, a hawk. But.
0: I never wasn't bored with Bagley on the Hawks. I'm so glad that didn't happen. Um, yeah, like yeah, yeah it, you know, I I know a lot of people are like like essentially don't like Zion because you know he essentially plays the same position as as Collins. Um, and and, and so I guess I'm kind of uh was in the same camp last year, but like there's a difference, like. Zion is not the same player as Collins, even though they're technically the same position. Like, Bagley was literally, like, the same kind of player as John Collins. Like, the guy who scores and gets rebounds. Like, no, I didn't want that. I never wanted that. Uh, And, you know, I was always – I think I was always tougher on Bagley than maybe I should have been. I was – like, dude, if you look at Bagley's stats next to Michael Beasley's stats when he was in college – they're almost identical. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the same yeah. fucking, like, same line. And I was always weary of him. I was like, dude, taking him that high, man. Like, we might end up with another Michael Beasley. I don't like it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but, like, I agree with you. Like, the the way that they incorporated him in, like, throughout that that, that system, it just made sense. Like, bring him along. Like, don't throw him into the fire just like it's one thing when you're a team like the Hawks and you know you're, you're essentially like you know you're not going to be good so you're you're like let's just throw Trey into the fire let's make him the starting point guard and let him learn on the fly and all that um like that's one thing but when you're a team like the Kings you don't own your own first round pick um like you're you're trying to compete and you know out of the gate you know like you need to bring a player along you know, and, and, you know, that's what any team that's competing who drafts a rookie does. It's what the Sixers did with Landry Shaman. It's what, you know, the Clippers did with Shea Gilgis Alexander. I don't understand why that would be something that, you know, the organization would have a problem with, with Dave Yeager. But apparently they did because, I mean, I mean we heard the, the rumors early on that they didn't like that he wasn't playing badly. And, it, it, you know... And it was interesting because a lot of the report had to do with how good Luca was playing um, and, and how the front office was catching flat for not drafting Luca. And then they're like, well, you know, we need to play our guy because we need to make ourselves look better. And it's like, dude, fuck that. You already fucked up the decision. Like, just live with it and let your coach, like, coach the team. <laughs> But I yeah. don't know, and, yeah. and and that's the biggest that's the biggest thing with me. I'm 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 very trepidatious on on Vlade getting a fucking what four year extension through 2023, four- or 5 year extension. Um,
1: I don't think that's ultimately very smart. Yeah, because it's funny you mentioned uh with Vlade, you said as of late, because early on he was blowing it, man. But you said yeah. like the last the last year, the last couple of drafts, and he seems to maybe like you are right, might be just luck, but that probably saved his job man. like you said, I don't agree with that much of an of a uh, extension, but these last couple of years probably saved his job, yeah, no doubt, uh Luke, what are your thoughts on this? No,
2: I mean, um. It's very interesting, I mean, because you think about it. Vladi said a couple years ago, if we don't make the playoffs this year, I'm stepping down. And um, I never knew ninth (laughs) place was uh, making the playoffs. So way to go on getting a contract (laughs)
1: extension
2: and and going way back on (laughs) your word right there. But uh, um, I think management had to make a decision. And, uh, I I mean, ownership had to make a decision. And it was either fire our GM, keep our coach, or vice versa and keep our GM who's kinda of like you guys said, who's made some as of lately he's made some pretty good uh choices. I mean, I've always liked Marvin Bagley. I understand you don't pass up on Luca, but I was always one that he he unfortunately doesn't fit their team and I mean, if you need to be the path forward and Bagley wasn't that bad once he started playing. I mean, he kinda of looked at him, I mean, yeah, you'd rather have a a Luca all day, but Bagley played really well once they started actually giving him minutes and all that before he got injured. He's exciting so he kinda of fits, you know, what they're like what Vladdy's plan was and I think Dave Yeager really didn't it, and it's almost like the um I'm not gonna put like like the Mark Jackson Golden State, but it was just like you saw the writing on the wall of how far Dave Yeager could bring these kids and all that, and you're ready for another guy to come in and take these guys to the next step because you do have a good foundation and some young kids right now, and you can build around them and all that. I mean, I like the Luke Walton thing just because I liked him when he didn't have any superstars and he really got the Lakers to play the that second half. I mean, there's other people that come in there. And I, I think it's a, one of the highly sought-out jobs. I mean, if I'm looking at all the open head coaching jobs, I mean, I would definitely want to coach a team in Sacramento who has a bunch of young kids under control – and I can kind of like develop yeah. them, man. They are on the, like the right there on the cups of making the Western Conference playoffs. I mean, that's not an easy thing. I mean, I know I joked about ninth place, I didn't know it was the playoffs, but in the West, that's pretty good. I mean, you did way better than a lot of other teams uh, for a very hard conference. So, I, I yeah. mean, I so you you had to make a choice, and I think you know they went with Lottie. I want to give them that long of an extension. I mean, you weren't in any pressure no. to give him one because I think he was still under contract, but. I think they, they kind of trust in what's, what he's done as of late. And, you know, they're sold on, you know, what, what, are you, what have you done for me now? And it's been actually kind of panning out with the Buddy Heald, Darren Fox, and, and Marvin Bagley. That's their trio. And he's like, listen to me. Like, you guys, I mean, these kids are going to be good. And, I mean, what are saying to me, I know you guys are high on your Hawks and all that, and you guys have a very good young core, but Sacramento does too. I mean, I understand the Harrison Barnes trade was kind of weird and all that, but, I mean, he's only on a player option, so it's not like you're tied down that much longer and all that, so you can definitely work your way out of that. So there's a lot of sure. stuff that they can definitely do. So I, I think it was at this point where they're a young team and they need to take another step forward, and, yeah, Dave Yeager did a great job. I mean, got him a 41 season and all that, but if, you, if you've made your decision and ownership to go behind your GM, you obviously have to show him loyalty and fire the coach that, there's been rumors that they weren't getting along on a lot of decisions all year. So
1: right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I understand where you're coming from. I I got a quick question for you before I pass it to Jawan. Um, so let's say Harrison Barnes opts out of his twenty-five million dollar uh, player option. Um, what would you offer him if you're
2: Vladdy? Ooh. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, that's what I said. That's hard. <laughs> like, that's it's hard tough, because man. I don't think because, he's like, worth any more money than that. I don't I, really think so. No.
0: No, he's not worth yeah, really yeah. even close to that. Like, But,
2: like, you know, it, it's
0: fine if you're paying him $25 million for one year. But if he opts out and he's like, I'm going to walk unless you pay me, you know, $90 million over the next four years, even that's fucking high. Like, I don't want to pay you $17.5 million a year. Like, no. Uh, like, I want to pay you, like, $14 million a year. <laughs> I don't yeah. – like, you're, you're Harrison Barnes. You're not worth – like, you got way overpaid because of 2016. Like, you're not worth, uh, like, crazy money. Um, so, I don't know. I think that's another thing that's really interesting with this. Whereas, if you traded for Otto Porter, he's locked in. And then, you know, the cap essentially still rises, but everybody signs their players and all the 2016 bad contracts are off the books. So everybody's cap space is already, like, um, refiltered at the point where you're looking at re-signing him. So you get him on a much more reasonable offer. Um, That was another reason why I thought uh, Porter um, not just fit, was, like, better for them in their timeline and age. Um, but yeah, that's, that's tricky, man. Like, I don't know what I would offer him. I mean, I would probably say, I guess I would go four years, 90 million, but I wouldn't feel even comfortable about that. And I definitely would not want to go over that. What, do you think that's a fair number?
2: I mean, no, <laughs> just cause I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's, I don't think he's worth that much. You can't go on his prior success of what he did in Golden State where he really didn't do anything. I mean, he was pretty good um, towards the end, and then he, he just was went ice cold in, in that playoff. The year they lost. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. He went just completely ice cold. And then he's not been really yeah. that good for Dallas. So he's one of those players that's like, yeah. buddy, just opt in because you don't really have that worth. And play one more year and try to get that money next year because, you're gonna go yeah. around the league. No one's gonna give you that money, and then we're gonna come back, and I'm gonna give you like a 15 million per year, and we'll we'll see like how many years we'll go. But that's where I'm gonna meet you at. Yeah, I mean, ultimately,
0: I think I agree with you there, uh, Jawan. Your thoughts?
3: Um, it, it was it was weird to me. Uh, Luke definitely stole my uh, stole my joke. I was definitely gonna lead in with that. So, um, uh, m- much props to you for that. Vlade, uh joke, Luke, because I, I don't think a lot of people remember that he said that. Um, I think he was betting that the organization wouldn't remember that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was one of the things where it was like the King came out of, I don't want to say came out of nowhere. They're one of the teams that I don't think anyone expected to be good, so like they weren't really televised. So it's like if you don't have the NBA package, you're not really seeing like
0: the progression Come on, of Juwan. the King. Where'd you have him? Huh? Where'd you have him ranked? Where'd you have him ranked? At the beginning Because I had them last place. Last I don't know if I'd place.
1: say
3: last
0: place. I, I had them last place. No, you Maybe I did. Hawks Maybe I did. Place. I remember that. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. You and, okay,
0: yeah. Yeah. You, you and Joel right. both had the Hawks <laughs> last place. So, like, uh, no, but I mean, you had them in, like, 26, 27, 28 range. Like, I, I, I feel like. Yeah, I, yeah. Had, I had them pretty good.
3: No, I didn't have them anywhere near where they actually finish. Um I, I right. won't even try to lie about that. Um, yeah but they
2: they
3: they came out of nowhere and it, it was they look like a really good team. Um I, I told you one of the teams that I'm looking for um next year is the Bulls. I kind of feel like the Bulls um can start to make that leap forward.
1: Oh, that's um, your paces,
3: huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm riding high with the Bulls, man. Uh, but, no, back back to the Kings. I, I really like what this team is doing. I don't understand uh, the firing of the head coach. But, to be fair, didn't truly really understand his firing in Memphis. Um, Memphis kind of has this thing about not really liking to see what a coach can produce. I mean, let's not forget, yeah. Alvin got fired a year after winning them 50 games. So it was just like, I I don't know what. That's always rubbed you the wrong way. It it does so bad, Nick, because it's like you're playing with Zach Randolph and Marcus Gasol. Their style of play is very outdated, and it's hard to to create success when you purely only have an inside game Um, because we've now seen it transform into an inside out.
0: Say it again. I said, and, and yet they were still successful, despite those odds.
3: They were. They were, but it was hard to beat teams like Golden State who could shoot the lights out, and a lot Absolutely. of your guys just couldn't shoot at all. Um, so it was just, it was hard. No one really would have taken that Grizzlies team to the final. Um, so to fire the yeah. guy after 50, is still confusing. But anyway, um, I, I didn't understand the fire. He looked like he was starting to, to build confidence with these young guys. He's building a a great rapport with them, and it looked like things were trending upward. Of course, they didn't make the playoffs. Like, I think a lot of us were hoping that they would um, just to kind of get that experience. Um, But to me, it's just like the next guy you bring in, I mean, he has to make the playoffs or just this firing just didn't really make that much sense (laughs) because it's like you assume you fire to hire someone that can elevate the team from where they were before. That's why people make fun of uh, the the Lakers this season because their record isn't that far off to where it was last year without LeBron. Um, To me, it's like, if you bring in Luke Walton, uh, I think the the pressure's on Luke Walton. I mean, because this team almost made the playoffs. So I I, I assume that fan base is looking for that team to now make the playoffs. Um, Yeah,
0: and there's a good chance that they could regress next season.
3: There's a huge chance. I mean, I think these kids love their coach. Um, So now you're, you're talking about, hey, Scrapping it, starting from starting from the beginning again, um, which means new system, possibly new schemes, stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I would have given him another year. And then if he couldn't make the playoffs, it would have seemed more justifiable to tell him, that's it. Like, you're out. I, I want to start with someone else. But I right. don't know. This is confusing. I-, I put the Kings now in that group with Phoenix and with the Grizzlies, to so where it's just like, I really don't think anyone what there knows the what doing, like a basketball team.
0: Yeah. Hey, how
3: about Jaeger for the Lakers? Anybody? Uh, see, what, what's funny about that is it would remind me of how um, the the Packers just gave uh, Aaron Rodgers this this coach, and it's kind of like, you got to kind of sit down with him and tell him, like, hey, like, this guy is expecting to actually coach you. Um, Like, you have to listen to <laughs> yeah. him. Like, listen to the guy. Right, um, and if LeBron's not on board, it's never going to work because you're handicapping. That's Yeager. very true. So to me, I wouldn't want
0: that. I wouldn't want yeah. that for him. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could kind of see that. I, I definitely don't think Jager is the kind of guy who's going to be like, um, I'm going to let LeBron do whatever he wants to do. Like I, <laughs> right. I feel like he's the kind of guy who would be like, uh, you, you just like ignored three things I told you. You're benched, <laughs> like. Oh, we lost the game yeah. because they benched you. Well, did you learn a lesson? Like LeBron's like, no. <laughs> uh, uh, well, all right, maybe I wasn't the right guy for the job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I I will be interested to see where Jaeger ends up because I do think he would be a very good coach. Um, on a number of teams, I would have you know, I, I
3: I would have suggested Minnesota if it wasn't for the fact that they're looking to keep their their young coach. I would have suggested Minnesota.
0: I don't know. I, I kind of like Ryan Saunders. I just think they need to make a change at GM. Um, I, agree. I actually really, I really really fucking want Sam, uh, not Sam Presti, uh, um, uh, Sam Hinckley, uh, uh to get that job i i I think hinky would be like it'd be the perfect fit for him in that they're like in the in between phase where they they're rebuilding but you know also trying to compete um to where he could like like start where he left off with the sixers um, and I don't know I, I I think that'd be great for him but but we gotta move on. We got one more topic. Uh, Dirk Mitzke, uh announced his retirement. Obviously, um this uh kind of coincides with Dwayne Wade's retirement. Um who's uh we, we got about ten minutes left, uh so you got about two and a half minutes between you guys. Uh who is uh you know the better who has the better legacy? We'll 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 leave it at that. Whatever legacy means to you. Um I'm gonna start with you, Luke. Um, who do you think has the better, better legacy between uh, Nowitzki and D-Wade?
2: Oh, easy, dude. Dirk, all the way. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Flash. And <laughs> easy. I'm not doing this like – easy, man. Do you know what Dirk has done to the whole European game? He changed everyone's minds. on like, Euro players can actually play. He is the first player to really bring out stretch bigs and all that. And be like, no, Bigs don't have to play down low in this outdated system. We can shoot and we can score. I mean, this guy was a six-time scoring champion. Like all NBA teams, like he could be one of the best power forwards. I mean, really good. Don't get me wrong, Dwayne Wade is a really good guard and up there, but Dirk and I got to hold it against Dwayne Wade. I mean, Dirk stayed with Dallas all that and went through the thing. I mean, you got to kind of hold. I mean, we don't know what all went down, but he did go to the Chicago Cleveland. I mean, I would have his legacy would have been a lot better if he just stayed with Miami Lee. But, I mean, dude, Dirk Nowitzki is one of the greatest power forwards and what he's been able to do for the whole European game and all that and actually getting people that we have, like Nikolai Jokic and all that. Like, we wouldn't have these people unless Dirk came through and proved everyone wrong. It was like, no, dude, European players can play and a stretch big can be really good, and trust me. And then now look at the game. I mean, it's definitely – Steph Curry's definitely – but. Change the game, but a lot of influences with Dirk, you know, stretching out and doing what he did. I mean,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's a six-time scoring champion. I don't, I don't think he's ever led the league in scoring.
2: For real? I don't know, but I gotta this. I mean, it could be wrong on that. I mean, he's really—I don't know. I'm just going with Dirk, man.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I I feel you on everything else you brought up. Um, like I mean, he, dude, yeah, I mean, the what he's meant for the game, um, definitely the best Euro player of all time. Um, probably the second best um, international player, just behind Akim Olajuwon. I don't, I don't think yeah. I could give him the nod over a Olaju- lot. Yeah. I know you would say yeah, Jalen. <laughs> You'd be like, "Hey, slow so your roll. You're gonna fucking put him home for a <laughs> king. <Like>, um, <laughs> you're the biggest, you're <laughs> the biggest team uh, ever." Um, but like, but yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, no, he's great. Um, I, uh, as far as legacy, um, like, I mean, uh, it, 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 again, it's, it, I think it, it matters what you interpret as legacy because, like, what Dirk has meant to the game as far as, um, you know, uh, what big men are able to do and spread the floor and all of that. That means a lot. Um, obviously, but, you know, uh, D-Wade punked him back in 06. Uh, Nowitzki punked D-Wade and LeBron in 11. Um, and, you know, uh, Nowitzki's got, um, you know, uh, an MVP, On uh, on uh, D Wade, Um, he's a 14-time All Star, um, 12-time NBA versus uh, uh, eight-time All NBA. But like D Wade, fucking was an elite defender. I don't think people like again. I know defense doesn't mean as much as offense, and I get that. But like, I don't think people value D Wade's defense in his prime as to what it actually was. Like he was a fucking amazing defender. Um and like was just a locked down guy at six foot four five maybe. Um but undersized shooting guard and was still an elite fucking defender. Um like obviously he won three rings to Dirk's one. Um but obviously a part of that was, you know, LeBron Coming down and them all teaming up, um, I, I I would still tend to agree with you, Luke. I would still go with with uh, Dirk as far as the better overall player, mainly because when I when I assess like where I posit where Dirk would be all time on like the power forward list, um, you know, in the modern era, like so, not including, uh, you know pre-merger people, so I'm not, like, including, including, like, Jerry West or Bob Pettit (laughs) in this conversation. Um, I think D. Wade is, like, third all-time as far as shooting guards behind uh, MJ and Kobe. I I think Dirk is probably second on the power-forward spectrum, only behind Tim Duncan. Um, So, you know, I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna, like, break it down to that, like, positionally, like, yeah, I, I would give the nod to Dirk, but only slightly, because I do think that, like, Dwayne Wade's defense is, is so underrated, and, and he was so fucking good in his prime, and I, I, I think he kind of gets missed because, um you know, he ended up teaming up with LeBron and taking a back seat to LeBron um, throughout those years, which ended up being great for him as far as winning titles, but maybe not as great for his legacy. Whereas, you know, if he had just, you know, maybe gotten Bosch and, and, and LeBron had stayed in Cleveland, like maybe that team would have been, you know, not as successful, but maybe they would have won one more championship. Uh, you know, and he had had two rings and um, been the guy to lead them both way, both times. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, I I think it's I think it's worthy of debate. Anyway, uh, Damian, where do you side
1: on this? Oh, it's a tough one, man. Uh, I like the fact that uh, D Wade did he did pretty much whatever he had he he had to for for the Heat to be successful. Like you gotta remember, he was he was actually drafted as a point guard. He was playing point guard that first right. year. Mm-hmm. And then you know once they got uh who did they get uh, I want to say Jay either it doesn't matter but he made made his transition to shooting guard and they got Shaquille and then you know when he when they had Shaq he took more of that that lead role like because he Dwayne Wade single handedly beat the Mavericks in that series by himself yeah like, he he took o- he yes, took he over did. like. Like, nobody could, like 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 you said, Magic, or, I mean, a Michael or a Kobe, like, he took that series mm-hmm. over himself. And then yep. when LeBron came, he was able to take that step back and, and be a role player and, like you said, play defense and do all the little things. But I could see where you could give Dirk the edge, man, because he did a, if if you look at the the global aspect, like Luke said, like he, he changed the game. He changed how you look at power forwards now. You know, we mhm we we debate this every day in the Hawks group about power forwards and can this guy play this yeah. and you know, it's it, he he's he changed the he changed the game as far as that position. So it's how ah, it's a real toss up man. Can I and I call it a draw. <laughs> and I yeah. take the easy no, way out. Yeah, I
0: actually, uh, I, yeah, I actually feel like it is a draw. Like in my personal it, opinion. Like I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like either. I, if you put a gun to my head, I would say Dirk. But like, I, I, I feel like they're so close, and like that is their legacy and their rivals, and yeah. it's great. I love it. The fact that it's so close. Yeah. All right, Joan, you got about. 2 minutes man
3: wrap us up man uh dirk uh definitely dirk um to me dirk goes goes with curry and Europe. ai um as a, not to me just legacy like ai changed the game with the crossover we now see how dominant the crossover is. been since true. ai um curry changed the game and um and how people uh like uh what's his name wait, wait, that he how was walking to
0: how the fuck did you implement AI? My favorite player of all time. Uh, but like, mm-hmm. how the fuck did you implement AI in a conversation about Dirk and D-Wade? And, and and you somehow like trying to like subjugate D-Wade and be like, like AI is had more influence than D-Wade. Like, fucking hell, dude. You're
3: saying AI didn't have more influence than than Wade? No,
0: I'm not saying that. I mean I guess he did. Oh, okay. It's a, it's, <laughs> <D> <laughs> better though. Because
3: we know he did. Um and AI just fashion also. AI changed the game in fashion, how people approach uh do, doing doing sure. like sure. everyone wasn't in a suit. Um but yeah, uh, I also yeah. give that
0: I some, answer to you I
3: also give the same legacy award to um to Curry. Curry completely changed how people uh, went about playing the game of basketball and the idea of how much the three pointer meant to the game of basketball.
1: Yeah. Um. And Dirk Very had true. one of
3: the most un Dirk had one of the most unguardable moves ever. So yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I give Dirk the legacy award. I give him the legacy award the same as I give to AI and Curry. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm with Damian. Man, I feel like it's a tie. Like I, I know it's a cop out, but like they, they just both mean so much to the league, um, in various different ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, gun to my head, I, I, I would pick Dirk too. So, you know, there it is. Uh, but anyway, Damien, uh, Luke, Juwan, thanks for joining me. Uh, we're going to be back, uh, next week. We're going to break down our, uh, awards, uh, for, you know, the, the regular season. So be sure to check that out until then.
2: Peace.